0: hello and welcome to another games jobs live this time from the south if you've not been on one of these before the whole point of games jobs live is to make it easy for brilliant studios to connect with fantastic talent i know some of you have recently graduated some of you are already working in games some of you are working in other industries and looking to make the jump across the games all those are fine and um, we're hopefully going to help people get into their dream job one way or another um, and hopefully hearing from all the great companies we've got lined up today is going to help you make some of those decisions and and also make you aware of some some new opportunities to apply to if you um haven't been here before as well you won't know me my name colin McDonald. i've been in the games industry for about 30 years now Um, mostly up here in Scotland, where I'm based, even though the companies are down south. Um, I was producer on the early Grand Theft Auto and Crackdown games. I was games commissioner at Channel 4. I wear a number of different hats, um, which means I'm master of nothing. However, it does mean I know how to connect people and I know great companies and I know the companies that have got opportunities that I think are going to be of interest to you. So hopefully, We've got some good insights coming up for you today. Today is all about jobs in the South. The South of England is home to numerous city hubs of games activity, particularly, um, probably picking Brighton, Horsham, Guildford, and Oxford. You could have an entire lifetime spent playing just the chart-topping games that have come out of this part of the world. Total War, Populous, Burnout, Sniper Elite, Little Big Planet, No Man's Sky, CSR Racing, and the list goes on and on. There's there's hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of games in total over, over the years, and some of our companies are brand new, some of our companies go back a few decades, so are responsible for some of those hits. Um, in order to squeeze everyone in, as usual, each company only has a few minutes to present themselves, but It'll be a good opportunity for you to get a sense of who they are, what they do, how they work and what sort of folk they're looking for, what the opportunities are with them, because that's what today is all about. After that, it's up to you. You have to take the initiative. All the companies are on our Discord for you to chat to. All of the companies have got open vacancies. At the end of this, um, at about 5.30, you'll get an email with a direct link to all the company's career pages. So you can listen to them as they present live. You can then go onto the Discord and chat, ask the companies whatever you wanna know, particularly if it's something unique to your circumstances. And then it's a case of getting applying. To chat to the companies, you wanna be on the Discord. So, um, to save reading out the convoluted address, in a browser, if you punch in discord.gamesjobs.live, that's discord.gamesjobs.live, put that in in a browser, it's scrolling along the bottom of the screen, the entire event. Put that into a browser, and that will redirect you directly to the Games Jobs Live Discord server. Once you're in there, you will see each company has a dedicated channel um, with a bunch of folk already in. I see a whole flurry of people uh, piling in and saying hello and good afternoons and everything. So they're already in, ready to chat to you. Jump in there. You will also see a general channel where you can just chat generally. You will also see a live stream questions channel. So that one is your opportunity to give me ideas for questions to put to the speakers live as they're on air. So I can't ask all the questions. Some of the questions, uh, I, I, I'll probably feel un, inappropriate. Some of them are too niche. I need to try and ask questions that are uh, uh, that benefit as many people that are watching as possible. If your question is overly specific, then just follow up directly in the Discord yourself. Ask, you know, get some one-on-one time with with the companies that are on there on the Discord. But if you've got a nice general question, um, about how a company does something or what sorts of things they're looking for, post it for me in the live stream Questions channel and I'll put as many of those to the speakers after they've done their presentation as I can. Where the companies have someone in the in the, the Discord, their role should be highlighted in green. They should have a green company role so you know that they're legitimate. If anyone else contacts you saying they're from a company, or even if it's someone from a company asking you for personal details, don't give anything out. You're in control, you'll get their um, application details. You send off your application details to the uh, uh, official inbox, submission form, address, whatever it is, don't give out personal details on the Discord. If there is anything unpleasant or spammy, this is supposed to be a professional thing. We don't have time for that. Let one of the companies um, or one of the moderators know, um, and we'll try and get rid of that problem as quickly as we can to keep this as civil and as productive for everyone. Um, A few points in general, just about Games Jobs Live. Um, If you're looking around the UK for um, different opportunities, if you go on to our website at www.gamesjobs.live, you'll find a few things there. One of them is an interactive map, which we update every month with all of the Games Jobs currently going across the whole of the UK. So right now, there's about two and two and a half thousand, 2,600 jobs I think there is there. Um, that's for February. We'll update it in the next couple of days for March as well. So check out that map, scroll around, scroll around the south, zoom in and out of, of Brighton and Horsham and Oxford and everywhere else and, and see exactly down to the street where each of those jobs are. You will also find a regions tab on our website and that has um, a series of articles about each of the, the main sort of 10 regions of games activity around the UK, so you'll you'll find a couple of articles that that cover the South that we're talking about today, find a little bit about the history of the games industry in each region, who the current major employers are, what there is to do, etc. So do scroll around there. One of the bits of advice that always comes up in these things, particularly for people looking to get their first job in industry. Um, and to to gain experience is for people to take part in game jams. So we run our own game jams. We've done, I think it's four to date. We've got another one coming up soon. I've forgotten the exact date, but it's about the middle of March, it starts. So for more details on that, get over to jam.gamesjobs.live. It's all hosted on itch. So if you've participated in game jams before, you'll be familiar with the format, but get along to that form a team we get a bunch of industry judges in to um, look at all the games judge them give feedback to as many as possible so it can be useful as well as an opportunity to get your games in front of some of these companies get some useful feedback and just make some new new friends and and potential colleagues there there are people that have got jobs as a result just of the game jam we did a live stream a couple of weeks ago that's worth watching out if you want to if you want to dig back into the YouTube for that. Um, and then not job related specifically, but next week I am also hosting uh, an in-person event up here in Scotland. If you can believe it's finally time for in-person events to return. So if you're in Scotland, um, feel free to find out more about that. You want to check out gamestalks.live. And... Um, if th- there is a small entry fee, um, if you um, don't want to pay or aren't in Scotland, you're welcome to tune in live. We'll live stream it all as well. Sign up for an online ticket. The online tickets are free. So get over to www.games.talks.live. Okay. Um, I would like to thank everyone that's helped promote today, uh, to Yuki, to Into Games, to Wild Sussex, and everyone else that's that's tweeted their support um, and the details about today's event, much appreciated. We'll hopefully get a bunch of people into their dream jobs as a result. And in particular, I would like to thank Plus Accounting, whose sponsorship has has helped make this event happen. They represent a huge portion of game developers in the region and across the whole of the UK, to be honest. So let me just play a short video telling you a little bit more about them in case you ever need their services. Thank you again to Plus Accounting for supporting this event. So let's get on and meet the companies. Our first studio was formed way back in 1987. Let's not do a hands up how many people weren't born then. And they've gone from strength to strength ever since. They now have over 800 staff in Horsham, which is halfway between London and and Brighton. Many people know them for their epic Total War series. They've done a bunch of other things as well. Um, But the latest iteration of Total War is, of course, Warhammer 3, which was released to rave reviews just, I think, two weeks ago. So here to speak to us from Creative Assembly is Luke.
1: Hi, Colin. Good afternoon, Luke. Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us. No worries. Great. I'll hand over to you.
1: Cool. Um, So, hello everyone. Um, We are Creative Assembly. Um, So, uh, as sort of Colin said, um, lots of games in the back catalogs, a long history um, at CA of uh, you know, not just games, but also in terms of the growth of the studio and hopefully careers and opportunities that we can offer. Um, the first thing I'd like to say to everyone uh, who is looking to get into the industry is we have a long established uh, legacy project and we have a long established uh, uh, tradition of opening fairly soon numerous uh, sort of graduate or entry level or trainee roles. Um, so they all come on hand fairly soon we're hoping that uh, within the next month or so um, maybe sooner um but we're just refining what those positions will be so i wish i could tell you all of the op- opportunities that there will be but there will be numerous um and they will be uh, on our website soon so if you're looking to make that start in the industry and um, they will be coming up if they do say graduates i'll just reassure you you don't also have to be a graduate um you do need to be able to take a full-time permanent position um, but what that means is if you haven't gone to uh, a university or um and you're wondering if you could still apply the answer is yes we employ skills we don't employ education which i hope is helpful to you all Um, in terms of roles we currently got opportunities at the moment there are numerous roles in production um, through to um, audio uh, qa then we have roles in uh, lots of art roles so from hard uh, hard surface artists to lighting artists Um, we have uh, also sort of Back office roles as well that are currently live. So we've got an administrator in the recruitment team currently open as well. Um, We have a buildings assistance role coming open soon um, and we have uh, brand and marketing roles also live. Uh, And then uh, there are numerous other opportunities there as well. So uh, do keep an eye on our website for those coming up. Um, Also a handy tip for you is if you'd like to connect with people on LinkedIn, again, do feel free to do so. Um, any of the recruitment team, so um, myself, uh, my colleague, Jody Booker uh, and Stacey, that uh, will be happy to connect with you uh, and discuss about opportunities at Creative Assembly if you so wish. But also feel free to connect with um, art directors and, and other sort of studio employees if you'd just like to connect and build your network within our studio. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the main sort of gaps. Obviously, uh, also, uh, if you're looking for, um, studio uh, uh, at the moment and you're looking at opportunities and you don't see a quite fit at the moment you can email our jobs email inbox which is jobs at creative-assembly.com um, and uh, although we might not have an open opportunity feel free to email in if you'd like uh, although we might not be able to help immediately um, it is a way to make contact with us also if you so wanted to do so hope that's fairly helpful and i think colin might have a little video he can play uh, for you, which is a a bit more about Creative Assembly and giving you some details. Very much Colin um, and th- uh, that little break there has actually reminded me of something um, I would like to quickly say which hopefully will give everyone a heads up. We are going to be soon opening a role for a mocap assistant um, so you don't need to necessarily have any experience within a mocap studio that obviously is if you do have that would be great but if you've been to university if you studied animation or art courses and you've been in the mocap studios you understand technically how they work. We will have a role opening soon um, that you may wish to apply for, um, as we have our own mocap studio as well. So, that hopefully might be, that should be on our website. Hopefully, going live uh, within this week. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like from me, Colin? Um, or have you got any questions or anything we would like to chip in with?
0: Brilliant. Thanks very much, Luke. That's all right. <laughs> um I see that the, the, there's a various things on the discord uh, yeah probably the most um useful general one uh, we have got Jack Kellett uh who's a programmer he's asking for advice for what are the most important and useful things to include on a portfolio uh, and also anything to avoid anything you see yeah
1: put an effort certainly. into
0: that you think they shouldn't
1: Certainly. The good. So, the nice thing is for programmers, <laughs> um, you don't really need too much in all honesty. You just need to tell us what languages you've learned. So, um, most roles will have a, a, a job description in, in there. They'll state the language preferences they have. So, for Creative Assembly, it's mainly C. So, as long as we've seen you have an understanding or knowledge within C, we will then test that for you. But if you want a portfolio, a GitHub, an open source, something you can share that shows us your code and what you've written is really, really great because the team can have a look at that and then they won't base that on moving you through what they'll base that on is then interview questions and asking you about the work you've done and what you enjoy programming it also might give you an insight into especially if you're looking to break in if you've written things and it's all centered around engine or graphics or gameplay or ai it helps a company identify what you like doing so trying to match you with roles also within the studio but What I would say is also if they're all university-based projects, if you have other interest in the work you've just been assigned to do, let us know what they are. So if you're really open to any programming role, or actually if you have a really keen interest in something and you feel that's where your skill set lies, don't be afraid to let us know. And again, you can put that on your CV, you can add that in a cover letter, or again, it might be very clear from the work that you've already done. Um, And also don't be afraid to include links to game jams um, or games you've actually made because that, It stands you head and shoulders above other applicants. Colin's probably had this many times over the years where you sit there to a graduate and a graduate tells you the only thing they ever want to do in their life is make games and you go, cool. So what games have you made? And when someone goes, well, none, they go, okay, so you really want to do it, but you've not done it. And then the next applicant walks in and says, all I want to do is make games. Oh, have you ever made any games? Yep. I've done six game jams. I've made this game. I've made this game and I've done this with my friends. And instantly that leaps you above the other candidate, not, not sort of it's because you're willing to apply what you're saying you know you is a passion of yours and it really does help uh hugely Uh, especially as we're a game studio we make games so you're speaking to people who also love making games (laughs) and straight away they feel like you're one of them and that you know you're one of us so uh, that's something i definitely say as well there
0: Perfect. Okay. Um, and a question, I think I might have asked you, uh, one of your colleagues this in a past one, but I'm always interested in the answers. Um, it, 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 In terms of, you know, as a studio, you're predominantly focused on on strategy games yeah. um, these days. How important is it to have an appreciation for strategy games?
1: So the, the nice thing is, is that it doesn't have to be the be all and end all of it. So, you know, the role you're doing, it may depend on, on how much of a knowledge or passion or interest you have in those so for design it's pretty important <laughs> especially if you're planning to work on total war however you know we do have other projects we've got a first person shooter currently in um, development and we'll will be announcing other things you know coming in the future etc which will be super exciting in different genres and everything else but the main important thing for us is 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 do a bit of research about what you would be working on There's plenty of, you know, even if you're not an avid RTS player, you can go on YouTube and watch videos of gameplay. You can watch reviews of games. You can see action from the game. So you can get a bit of a feel about either what era it's set in, what we're doing, what it looks like, what it feels like. So that, you know, especially if you're someone like an artist and you want to work on there if you see the types of work that's being produced, you can go on art station and look at the the amount of artwork that CA employees put on there or the studio puts on there in art dumps, et cetera, and get a feel for, does this fit in with what I'd like to do? So you can you can explain and talk about that. You know, For certain roles like production, it won't really matter if you love the genre or not, but they want to know why you want to work here. And the important reason is to have that, that uh, uh, sort of at hand to explain. So I, for example, in one of those anomalies where I wasn't I, I'd never played Total War. I wasn't a huge PC gamer, unless you can't championship manager back in the day, uh, the <laughs> um, which is a sort of RTS, I suppose you could argue. <laughs> uh, or I would at least uh, try to make out that I was a pretty good manager in real life, even though it was only theoretical. Uh, but it, I had to have a reason of why I applied to Creative Assembly. So, you know, I liked games. I played games. I mainly played console games. Um, so what was the reason? Um, and i had done my research. So when my boss asked me, why do you want to work here? I talked through the financials of uh, CA for the last five years. the Profits and losses that I want to work at a stable company. I want to work at a growing company. I want to work at a company that supports a career that does this, etc. And CA does all of those things. And then I went through the list of awards they'd won and the recognition they'd had. And that was all reasons I wanted to apply them. There and they can be just as valid as the games that people want to work on, but for certain roles, they're going to be key. So design is one programming, they're not going to be too worried. As long as you're passionate about what you're doing and why you're doing it, that's what matters to them. And it also sort of helps if you like the games. Um, you know, we also give you free copies of the games as well. So that's a perk, especially if you like playing them. Um, so yeah, it's it's good to have your reasoning and understanding of why. Um But also doing your research is really key. So if you're, you know, if RTS isn't your genre generally, but you know, you want to be a concept artist and you want to work in a game studio, well, go on YouTube, have a look at the games we make, have a look at the gameplay, have a look at the sort of things you'd be working on. And then that you can work out whether that also fits the type of work you're doing as well.
0: Absolutely. No, great advice. Thank you. Awesome, look, that's been really useful.
1: Tons, tons
0: <laughs> of good advice. Um, yeah, um, th- th- this video—if people want to rewatch it or want to recommend to friends—this will stay online at the same link on YouTube. So rewatch it. Hear um, some of Luke's advice all over again.
1: Cool. I will also say there's loads of our devs on Discord at the moment. Um, so if you want to plug in there and go and ask millions of questions, we've got actual developers, talented people, able to answer all your questions directly. So feel free to utilise that resource while you can.
0: It, absolutely yeah I've been I've been slightly distracted let, giving them all the right rules <laughs> there are a ton of CA folk on there yeah. do get on the discord people are on till six o'clock to answer your questions that's from all the companies um but um right now obviously it's the creative assembly questions that we forefront in your mind <laughs> so get on if you're not already on go to discord.gamesjobs.live Punch that into a browser and that will redirect you to the right server. Get on there and you'll see a Creative Assembly channel and you can ask Luke and all of his many colleagues whatever questions um, uh, you have after after that brilliant presentation. Luke, that's been awesome. Thank you very Thanks. much for joining us. Thanks, Colin. Cheers. For our next company we head down to the beaches of Brighton Um, and it's a company I'm particularly interested in hearing from because although I've known and admired the founder for a number of years the studio itself is relatively new but it's already attracted some impressive talent. Here to tell us more is Playmint's CEO David Amor. David.
2: That's a nice setup. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Most of it's true. Most of it's true. <laughs> really good. No. Thanks to be here. Nice to be talking about what we're doing. As you say, we're only six months old, so uh, uh, we haven't really spoken about that yet. So uh, shall I jump in?
0: Indeed. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll let you tell us more. Thanks.
2: I've no idea how I'm going to do this amount of um, describe this. How do I share a presentation? Ah. Thank you. Don't know who did that. All right, okay. I'm going to run through a few slides to describe what it is, uh, who we are, and what it is we're doing. Now uh, we make blockchain games. That's the really short version, and and I, I think it's probably worth me trying to explain what blockchain games are. Uh, I think it's something that isn't well understood in the industry but I think it's going to be uh, something big. In fact, I'll put it like this, which is I've, I've been making games forever. I joined EA in the early 90s, and and I've seen some things happen in my time working in the games industry. I've sort of highlighted some of the bigger ones there, 3D games, uh, play, play online for the first time, free-to-play uh, business model, playing on mobile phones. To me, blockchain is that sort of size thing. I think this is one of those things that comes around every five seven years and really opens up a new set of games that people can play so it's uh, it's an important new area of the games industry and is getting billions of investment so even if you haven't heard of those companies now or those games now you will in the future if only for the fact that a lot of investment is going into uh companies making blockchain games including ours so uh I guess, what is a blockchain game? Really hard for me to summarize in a short period of time, but I'll give it a go. Um, really an important aspect of anything about blockchain is uh, ownership. And, and and if you own something in, let's say, Fortnite that you buy as an IAP, do you really own that or does do you sort of uh, own it within the game, but you can't really take it out? With a blockchain game, you really own those game items, which means that you can sell them just as you would anything else that you own in real life, which potentially means you can make some money from it. So it's not inherently blockchain games aren't inherently about uh, making money, but it's it adds this new component to it. Uh, and an analogy that I like to use is in YouTube, if you, if you think about that, that um, you have a set of content creators that are motivated to create amazing videos for people to watch because they share any the ad revenue. Um, it's... Um, YouTube have come up with a system where 50% goes to the content creators, 50% goes to YouTube, that certainly works for YouTube. It also works for people like me as a consumer I love watching videos that content creators are going out their way to make great content. So my point in that diagram really is that YouTube have sort of built this model where content creators incentivized to create great content for consumers like me to create. And of course, YouTube benefits from it being uh, the de facto games, pl- uh, sorry, video platform. So I think similarly, what we, we we do as a games company is figure out what game can we build where players can potentially earn some money in the game. Some most, some will earn a lot, some will earn a little, uh, uh, but the vast majority probably won't be making a lot of money from the game, but they will be entertained by the things that the players are earning are creating. So we're hoping to sort of build that same and other blockchain games companies are trying to build this model where... Um, all three groups of people are able to uh, to work together in a way that works for everybody. Uh, a little bit of information about us. Um, based in Brighton, as Colin mentions, we're, we're currently uh, 20 people and we need to grow to about 50 this year, so we're growing quite fast. We've had uh, investment from venture capitalists, which means that we can we've got some petrol in the tank and we can go pretty quickly. Um, Uh, A note on our working setup, we're two days a week in the office, hybrid working, which means that we are asking people, you know, what that means is you probably need to live in the south if you're expected to come in the office two days a week. So uh, that's working well. The reason why we do that is because this new area of blockchain is so new and we're learning so much so quickly that to try and achieve that all completely remotely, I think, is a mistake. So hybrid working. the first game, uh, we actually released our first game already. It's called The Crypt. You can see it at thecrypt.game. And uh, it's a little difficult for me to give a short um, description of that game. This is a screenshot from it. It's a a dungeon game where you go into a dungeon with your NFT and you can uh, try and beat dungeons cooperatively with other, cooperatively with other players. Um, released it last month, it it worked perfectly and was much more popular than we expected. So we're we're currently finishing off chapter two that we're about to release next week. So we have, now these are the first games that we're building, the first chapter, they're quite simple, but we're, alongside this, we're building a much fuller game that we plan to release later this year, uh, you know, with 3D graphics and something that looks a little closer to games that are more traditional games. So that's being built in parallel with some of these earlier chapters of the crypt. Um, our current open hires are, um, as for, I mean, we've got a lot of open hires. As I said, we probably need to hire 30 people this year. Um, what I would say is that uh, we're hiring more senior people at first, by and large, and I know that um, some of the people on this call at more entry level. I think at some point we'll open that up to more junior people, but just uh, to be clear, we're looking for more senior senior roles generally. Uh, Unity is what we build the client in, much like most other games companies. So Unity is our language of choice if you're on the client side. Solidity, which some of you may have heard of, some not. Solidity is the programming language used to build smart contracts. Uh, on Ethereum, and that's a little bit like, uh, that's a type of server code, effectively, a little bit like JavaScript. Solidity developers are very hard to get hold of, highly sought after. So if you're wondering what languages to uh, to learn outside of Unity, then that's a very good place to look. Uh, senior UI artists we need quite urgently. A gem, a 3D artist generalists, both in terms of environment, character building, also animators, I haven't listed there, and, and also a community manager to, um, and to manage our growing community. Um, I think that sort of covers what I wanted to talk about. So um, as I said, I could go into hours and hours of discussion about blockchain games, but I wanted to keep it quite high level to try and remain within my five minutes. How did I do, Colin? pretty good pretty
0: good I think yeah I'll do nicely thank you David
2: good um
0: I, I got distracted dealing with something on discord for the first couple of minutes but um, yeah. so apologies if you if you covered this That's um, right. but just in in terms of in terms of blockchain I, I mean it seems to be one of those things that has half the half the planet hugely excited about the potential of it and the other half Upset about some aspect, and there's I know there's you know there's a bunch of scams and stuff a- around mm-hmm. um I, I wouldn't have anyone or any company on here that uh, you know I thought had the, the whiff of anything dodgy <laughs> you, you playmen are as solid as they as they come, but i mean is there, is there anything people should be looking out for when they're thinking about getting involved in blockchain you you know you, you must have seen some of the the cowboys as well as the legitimate
2: yeah. Companies. Yeah, I think that, you know, I talked about this idea of it opening up a new set of possibilities when something big and new comes along. I think it's opportunities for legitimate games companies. I think it's opportunities for people that are less legitimate, let's say. And so, you know, I, I, I tend to of what make sure that the the things that you're getting involved in seem credible ideally people that have worked in the games industry before or uh just just trying to get a sense that uh, of what it is that they're doing that that's people publish their roadmap i think a that's quite a common thing to do in blockchain games and by that i mean a, a white paper a document that describes what the plan is so rather than a traditional game company that would develop their games in secret um on blockchain games you're quite open about what it is you plan to do so when i'm looking at any game project in the blockchain space any company i'm looking at their white paper and then i'm sort of cross-referencing against what i think is their ability to de- deliver it like do they have funding and do they have capabilities do they are they if you look them up on linkedin and have they done this kind of stuff before so i think there's some amount of due diligence that's important to get uh to To do before, as you say, there's some uh, bad actors in this space that are worth avoiding yeah okay, good advice, good advice
0: um, and you, you talk, in terms of um, remote versus physical work I think I think you mentioned playman's policy was was it two days a week on site mm-hmm. I, I mean logistically, what does that mean for where people are, are
2: living? Yeah, well, I, yeah, good question. So I think it sort of depends on people's appetite for commuting, doesn't it? So I, I suppose if you uh, two years ago, if if you're in London, I would recommend against coming to work for a company in Brighton. But then, if you're coming here two days a week, then maybe that's tolerable. And true of any company, I suppose. You know, because of the requirement to be in the office is less, then maybe that commute is a bit more tolerable. But I mean, Brighton's a good city to live in. Full stop. I, you know, it's got a great it's a great games hub thousands of people making games here of course tons of great companies so as a base of operations brighton's good anyway and then i would say anything you know up toward london is probably uh, is commutable and will probably work but uh, as i say it depends on your tolerance for commutes isn't it a little bit
0: yeah I, I used to commute down to london for a, a, a day a week but um it, you well, know. from scotland yeah um, well, you're, so,
2: well, you're insane, then. Don't,
0: don't oh, do well, that. You, you'll give me a job if I'm willing to go crazy. To you'll give me a job, won't you? <laughs> sure, Carl. <laughs> awesome, great stuff. Um, and then one one question off of the the, the Discord, mm-hmm. um, so, someone that sort someone, everything else up. in there's a lot of people asking about um, portfolios. So uh, again, we asked Luca a, a similar question, but just from your point of view, what what do you look for in a portfolio, and are there any red flags for you?
2: Yeah, I think that. Um the biggest red flag or the thing that I see people get wrong from an art portfolio point of view is not showing breadth. So I think there's a balance. You don't want to... I think if you just present a very narrow art style then it makes an art... The art director say, that's great. The chances of you hiring for that particular art style are slim. I mean, you might get lucky, but so you need to show enough, enough breadth to say, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. It makes you feel more confident that that person is going to be suitable for the role that you're hiring. That said, you don't want to go out so wide that you start to include things that isn't strong, and you're you're bringing down the overall quality of your portfolio because you're uh, suggesting that you can do things that you're actually not very good at. So I think sort of There's some sort of goldilocks zone in portfolio where you're just presenting enough to show breadth, but not so much that it shows your weaker areas. I would say. Okay, no, that sounds like sounds like good advice. Um,
0: uh, And then actually, I won't ask that, but I will ask what. So, what does the studio do for fun, particularly when you're you, you know it's hybrid working?
2: Oh, for fun. Well, we, I think everyone, well, for a start, we're working out we're six months old, and um, most of the people just start this side of the new year, so we're figuring what, what that is. I think there's just a huge, in fact, I'd say this to anybody, which is to, to figure out creative assembly is a great company, genuinely a great company to work with, and there's some great things about working with bigger companies. Um, that, that you know, we just heard Luke talk about how it's good that the, the track record is great and the fact that it's a very steady place in a smaller company has a different set of positive things, which is you're probably turning your hand to a different set of things. So. And, and coming up with ideas that, you know, we're only 20 people, so we take everybody's ideas and, you know, it's a real melting pot rather than stricter disciplines that you start to see in bigger companies. And I'm not saying one is better than the others, but I would encourage anybody to think about what kind of company would they prefer, what do you think suits them better. And right now, what we're spending as that smaller company, we sort of, all of our energy is going into that. Christ, what could we do in this amazing new world of blockchain games? So when we go down to the uh, to the pub, I'm afraid our conversation often ends up being what can we do because nobody's done this kind of stuff before? How would that work? And that, to me, that's, that's the thing that I wake up thinking about and go to sleep thinking about because it's fun. You know, I, I love new ideas, new parts of the games industry. So I think uh, at the risk of giving a boring answer, what we're doing for fun right now is thinking about all the cool things we could do.
0: There's <laughs> worse ways to spend your time yeah
2: it's video games
0: <laughs> brilliant David thank you very much for joining us um I know um you've got folk on the, the discord uh you've also got Luke not to be confused with creative assembly look <laughs> um, but there's another look on um the playment discord so anyone that's uh, just joined us since we started if you're not already on the discord jump on there and you can chat to David and his colleagues at playment and ask them whatever you want about uh, potential opportunities there get on to discord.gamesjobs.live and you'll find the Playmint channel there and ask away and then at half past five we'll send out an email with direct links to um, all the companies that are presenting today to the recruitment sites and you can follow up and just get applying directly to them perfect thank you Colin brilliant thanks David Okay, we stay in Brighton for our next company, to a company that's part of a Swedish group and responsible for a whole bunch of mobile hits, including games like Russell, WordBrain, and QuizDuel. Here from Mag Interactive is Ruth. Good afternoon.
3: Hey Colin. Hello. It's Hello, you how are been, you?
0: <laughs> you've been involved in a few of these before, so thank you for coming back. <laughs>
3: No, it's always good. And actually, I was just thinking it's so lovely to follow David <laughs> after his presentation, because as you know, David used to be the studio manager for many years here at MAG. So it's nice to see his face again and hear uh, about his new projects.
0: Ab- absolutely. Yeah, I'd say it was carefully choreographed and engineered to happen that way, but um, <laughs> it's it's just down to chance. But um,
3: <laughs> Yeah, exciting <laughs> new stuff he's working on.
0: Absolutely. Ruth, I'll handle it
3: with you. Okay, lovely. Well, look, I'm going to share my screen shortly. I just feel like as soon as I share my screen, I can't see anything anymore because I'm using probably the worst option of sharing. Um, (laughs) So here we go. Let's see if I can still see myself and you if you're there. Oh. Oh, hang on a second. It's all gone wrong. Let me try again. Here we go. I'm hoping you're seeing the right screen here. So I'm Ruth. I'm from MAG Interactive, and I'm the Talent Acquisition Manager here in Brighton. Um, But I also recruit for our Stockholm studio as well. So hopefully I can give you a little bit of an overview of what we do here at MAG and a little bit about, about some of the current open roles we have as well. So we are a mobile games company. So we make free-to-play mobile games. And the great thing is that we are our own developer and publisher. So we don't work with any other external companies. And the joy of that is we get to make what we want. And we get to be in control of the timelines and how we want to present our games. So I've included a few here on the slide of some of our current live games that we have. So some of the popular ones that you might have heard of, or maybe you might want to go and try out, are QuizDuel. It's very popular um, all over the world, actually. Uh, It has a big kind of player audience in Germany, as well as in Sweden. And then we have Wordsy, which is the front game on the right there, uh, which was born out of Brighton and has been fantastically successful. So I'm gonna actually show you in my next slide, a short kind of clip of the gameplay so you can get an idea of the type of games they are. This is where I ask Colin to step in and play that video. they're all free Ru- to play in mobile games oh
0: sorry sorry Ru, just so you know we don't have your slides up at the um we've lost oh. your slides do you want to try resharing them
3: had that was that from the whole way or was it just from that section
0: yeah the whole way i'm afraid
3: oh okay this is because i am decided to use
0: your your talk made absolute sense though so i didn't want
3: to interrupt okay. you all right well let's see if i can get this working now I just, I'm just going to share my screen and you'll see all of the slides, hopefully. Uh, is it showing now?
0: Yes, perfect.
3: Oh, okay, great. Well, I'll just skim back quickly to that previous slide because that was me showing the games you didn't see in the, when I was talking about them. So you can see them now, right, Colin? I'm assuming.
1: That yep, would be perfect. It.
3: Good. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've, we've skimmed through this video to show some of our games. Now, with Mag, I mean, what makes working at Mag special? I'd say there's there's lots of things. Uh, so we have the two studio locations, which is wonderful. So we have a very international team, and we also have small team working environment. So that means everybody in the game team is very close to the product. And I mean, when I say small teams, like some of the teams we have at the moment are two people in a game team and some of the larger teams are up to 11 people in a team. So everybody in that team is vital for making a decision about the game and how we want to run it. So I would say that's the key kind of element of what makes it good to work at MAG, but we've got a lot of, a lot of other things as well. I've been a picture of socks here. One of the things that's a bit strange about our office is It's very Swedish style, even in our Brighton office. So as soon as you walk in the door, you take your shoes off and you put your slippers on. And yeah, in the office we will wear slippers or socks if you don't have your slippers in. And another great thing is we have magnams that run every five weeks. So every five weeks you get two days away from your usual workload. And you can spend those two days doing something different So you can do your own personal development so if you wanted to learn a particular skill you can use those two days for that or you can partner with another um, person and create a new game idea you know you can use it however you want which i think is really powerful we have a learning and development budget per person and i think this really shows how much we believe in you know improving people when they work here at Mac. in in the uk it's equivalent to about 2600 pounds Um, that you get a year to spend on your own learning and development so if you want to do a course or something you can use it for that we have a yearly bonus we have enhanced parental leave policies we have a gym allowance it's about 300 pounds a year so you can use that towards physical activities we have flexible work hours so you can kind of match if you want to start later or earlier you can kind of figure it out yourself you're sort of trusted to do that if you want to learn swedish we have free swedish lessons happening every week um, you can join like a video Swedish lesson. And then, yeah, we have private healthcare, um, opportunities to travel to our Stockholm office. There's seasonal kickoffs and parties regularly. And yeah, I mean, free drinks snacks and stuff. I mean, who doesn't want that? Um, we also have every Friday in Brighton, we have our Friday lunch, which Mag pays for, which is always nice to just all go out together and hang out. I've included a brief slide just to show some of the stuff that we have done. I I have to admit, it's been a bit more um, quieter on this front recently because of COVID, but we're going to be getting back to this soon. Um, Actually, in May, all the Brighton office are going over to Stockholm for our MagCon, and there'll be lots of fun activities while we're over there, so that'll be nice. Yeah, the Stockholm office in Brighton. Stockholm's a bit bigger, so the office in Stockholm was where the company started out. So we've got 86 employees in Stockholm and Brighton's a bit smaller. So a nice kind of friendly bunch of just 22 in Brighton. If I can get my next slide up. Now, I was gonna ask Colin to share a brief video about what it's like to work in Brighton. Disclaimer, David Amore, who used to be our studio manager is in this video because as it is, a couple of years old, he's still a face in there, so you can get to see him as
2: well. Mac has a great culture. We don't crunch. People have real ownership of their projects and and tasks. People have real creative freedom.
3: It's never
4: about getting ahead or anything like that. It's always kind of looking at what's good for everyone.
2: We have a great office here in a great city. We're working on an ever-increasing variety of different types of games. If you like working on mobile games, and if you're a Unity programmer or an artist, whether you're an animator or whatever, there'll be something to tickle your fancy here. It's that kind of international company with a smaller start-up-y feel where people own their work. We've had 250 million downloads, and those didn't come by accident, those came because we understand what games we should be making, and we understand when we got a great game, how we get it to millions of people. I like Brighton because it's just a little more relaxed. This is a great location, who would want to work in Brighton?
4: There's everything you need in Brighton, like there's the sea, there's a lot going on with the culture. Working in Brighton is so much fun. There's always something going on.
1: I think you should join MAG if you want to make games and you want to do it surrounded by fun people. There's constantly new games coming up and through. So if you'd like to put your stamp on something, I think MAG would be a good place to do it.
3: One of my favourite fun things I've done at MAG was during one of our monthly hacks where we can do whatever we want. I made a random dungeon
5: generator, which... uh, Wow, okay. I guess that was not as far as I thought it was.
3: <laughs> Thanks for playing that, Colin. I want to mention as well that since that video was created, we're now at 350 million downloads, so um, bonus from there. Now I want to talk about today uh, we have a couple of fantastic opportunities to bring on uh, two interns into our Brighton office this summer. Now they are summer internships the reason we're doing this is we want to give an opportunity to someone who's maybe still studying at the moment so maybe you're studying a degree and you want an opportunity to get some time in a studio to kind of Yeah, get some real kind of work-based knowledge and experience. So we have two internships that we are advertising currently. You can see them on our careers page if you go there. We're looking for a game developer and a game designer. Now, the length of the internship can be very flexible. It's case by case. So it depends on who we speak to and your situation. We're considering starting these internships from around June and then the likelihood is, if you're going back to university, um, it would be October, the end date. But if you are not and you've graduated already, then we might be able to extend that a little bit further. They are paid internships, and we can discuss kind of how that will work as well. Um, but you'll feel like a member of the team. You'll be part of uh, part of the group. You'll be working directly with a mentor, and you'll have full exposure to what it's like working at Mac. I'm not going to run through all of these kind of things that we look for right now because I can talk about them in the Discord if someone wants to kind of reach out to me to ask. But if you are interested, please do apply soon because we're going to be closing the applications for these roles in the next couple of weeks. Okay. And now I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm overrunning, so I don't want to talk too long about this. I mean, see, these are some of the things to expect when you have an internship here at MAG. And oh, look, it is a fantastic opportunity to work with lovely people and you get to be involved in our mag jams and things like that. Another role that I thought I'd mention here as well, we're also looking for a more experienced developer. Um, so we're looking for a Unity game developer to join the team in Brighton. And in this case, we're looking for someone who's had a couple of years of experience with Unity and C sharp ideally, this might be your second job, you know, maybe you've had an opportunity or an internship, had a bit of experience. Now you're looking for something um, sort of a bit more long term and uh, with a, you know, a great company. So that role is also available to view on our careers site. And I just included a picture of some of us a lot down the beach this summer, because that's what we like to do on a Friday. That's me. Uh, I'll better finish there, otherwise I'm concerned I'm overrunning too much.
0: Brilliant, thanks, Ruth. All the all the pictures of Brighton and the beach makes me um, makes me want to come back to develop uh, in in July. So I'm hoping hoping to get back down this year. <laughs> Been missing it for a yes. couple of years.
3: We were there in October. We did um we had a stand in October. It was great but um hopefully the summer one
0: will be even better yeah i didn't make it but i regretted it so hopefully this year this year i'm sure i will so great yeah, um yeah it. i mean interesting seeing seeing david still as as part of that video <laughs> i mean games, yeah. games can be a bit of a small world sometimes you know that the, there are certain faces particularly successful ones that the, do do the rounds so that's not um entirely uncommon is it um absolutely um, I wanted to ask a little bit just about, because um, your focus is obviously on on mobile um, and in the same way that David was talking about sort of the pros and cons of small companies versus big companies, you know, what, what do you see as the pros and cons of doing, you know, console versus mobile, for example?
3: It's a good question. And I'm happy to say that I was talking to one of the developers about this the other day to see what he thought. Um because we often get people who are leaving university and they're just so excited to work on those games that they love and they play a lot, you know, and they tend to be console games. Whereas, you know, we're not in that industry, we're in the mobile free to play, which is, you know, sometimes looked down upon because they are casual games, they're kind of easy to pick up. But um, from our side, I mean, working on mobile games, it's such a fast paced, kind of rate of change if you're working on a mobile game development you can see the changes that you're making in the game immediately and you can also see the reflections in the interactions of the players immediately as well because we can get all that data so if you come up with a new kind of event to to go into the game and you're launching it you can see it see what the players are thinking get their reactions very quickly and the same goes with making a new game you know if you're working on console it can sometimes take years to come to fruition. And if it doesn't come to fruition, all of those years of work that you've put in and you might not necessarily see your part of work in the finally released game. In mobile, you know, it's a lot faster. I mean that you can create something and then soft launch it and release it to an audience very quickly. And I think that goes with people who are, Doing their own game development you can you know you can launch a game on the google store quite quickly and easily nowadays and try things out and the fun comes from yeah seeing how many people are going to play your game and comment on it
0: absolutely yeah i mean you you're speaking to someone that's that's spent everything from i think my record is seven years on one of our games on on console as opposed to i think one of my games was Maybe it wasn't seven weeks. I think it was ten weeks. Was one of my one of my Channel Four games. So yeah, there, there's your
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Choose your yeah. Choose, mm. choose whichever side of the the, the the fence you're on. The grass is always greener. Um, uh, depending on what you're looking for. Um but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of fun doing doing mobile games the last ten years, um, and uh, I mean, so many of the games are are, are, are great, and the numbers are staggering. I mean, you know, what did you say, 350 million? I mean, you're, mm. you know, I, I'm not sure what Minecraft's up to. It's maybe the one game that is remotely close to that figure. Um, you know, other, other than that, it's just not possible outside of mobile, is it?
3: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's amazing. The kind of the experiments you can do with changing things as well and sort of seeing player reactions. So, yeah. Yeah, it is it's a fun industry, but I mean, I would say if you're starting out in gaming, you might want to try, yeah, you know, like you say, try working in console, try working in mobile, try doing your own stuff and see what appeals.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what you do. Like you say, great to hear that you've got the, the mag jams as well. That seems to be a universal bit of advice. It, it's practice makes perfect, doesn't it? The more games you make, whether it's jams, mobile console, the more you do, the better you get. The more in demand your skills are, I think. So, um, absolutely, are you, are your skills are already honed, or you you still have to hone your skills. Um, get chatting to to Ruth and the folks from Mag in the Discord, and get get applying. Those those two summer positions sound awesome. Yes. If you're at the earlier stages of your career, so don't miss out. Make make sure you get an application in for them. That will be criminal to miss out on those. Great. Ruth, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Thank you. I'll go jump on Discord.
0: Perfect. See you later. Bye. Brilliant. So if you're not already on the Discord, this is your your last call. Get on to discord.gamesjobs.live. Get onto the Discord and you will find a channel dedicated to MAG as well as all the other companies we've got today where you can ask them the more specific questions um, that I couldn't on on the live stream. So get on there and get applying to any of those positions, particularly those two entry level positions for the summer at MAG. Sound fantastic. So moving on, we get all intellectual and jump up to Oxford for our next company. They are another company that have been around for a very long time, since 1992, in fact. From an early hit that I loved with Aliens vs. Predator, they've since produced a tonne of games, including the hit Sniper Elite series, as well as having bought up 2000 AD comics and a 50,000-foot film studio. Way to make me feel a failure, folks here from Rebellion to make us all feel better are Tasha and Jordan.
5: Hi Colin. Hiya. (laughs) You're uh, you're setting a high bar there by saying you're bringing in the intellectuals. Oh
4: yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Cool, so I guess this is where we just kind of talk a bit about Rebellion, or actually I think first of all just maybe introducing ourselves and what we do might be good. So I am Tasha Nathani, I am the technical producer here at Rebellion, and I work mainly on our uh, in-house engine, which is called Azura here in Rebellion.
5: And hi, I'm Jordan, I'm head of design at Rebellion. I'm responsible for basically looking after the design department across the company, uh, including game design, level design, and narrative design.
4: So, as Colin was saying earlier, we've been around since like 1992, and we've been owned by the brothers Jason and Chris Kingsleys, and they are still very much a part of our day to day of the running of the studio. Um, and the studio is also housed for Azura, which is our own in-house engine, which we have developed since the days of, I believe, it's Aliens vs Predator, way before my time at the studio. <laughs> I'm only, I'm still new here. <laughs> um but uh yeah it's been around for a long time and this is the engine that i primarily work on which is where my day job is uh, and that team is split across kind of six different departments of very very clever intellectuals um, who are all very very technical which is um amazing for me to work with uh, they spread across and they do a lot of work with the different teams which means that i also get to work alongside a lot of different talented people on different projects different departments so i'm pretty sure a lot of people Interact
5: see me quite a lot during the day every day. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think yeah. the fantastic thing really is that we, we do have our own in-house engine and we can we can mm-hmm. develop that and develop our own tools as well. So on the design side, particularly, uh designers can interface directly with the engine team and request tools, uh maybe get some small quality of life. Uh, fixes for the tools as well as we go through development and also we can target future tech within our tool set as well for all of our upcoming projects
4: yeah absolutely we get to have that kind of quick iteration and turnaround with our um, developers and our designers we get to really really talk to them about what they need what they want and if we feel any need to change things then we can do so quite freely here at rebellion we don't really have to deal with that that middleman as people often do, we quite often to do a lot of things that we want to do, which is really nice to kind of give us that freedom of direction.
5: Really handy. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, the, the good heritage there with independent development for us, it sets us apart. And it's one of our strengths, really. Um, we we don't have any parent company or publishers. We publish our own games and we, we get involved in everything sort of geeky, uh, including game development, book publishing, we have a board game department. Uh, we're owners and publishers of 2000 AD, the graphic novels, uh, for Judge Dredd and Rogue Trooper, and we have a film and TV studio as well in Didcot, yeah. uh, near Oxford. Um, it's worth mentioning that we're happy to be at Games Job Live South because our headquarters is based in Oxford, but we also have four. Well, we have four game studios based across the UK: one in one in Oxford, one in Warwick, one in Runcorn near Liverpool, and one in Wakefield. Uh, we now employ sort of over over four well over four hundred people as well, so we're, yeah. we're growing quite steadily.
4: We are growing quite steadily. and We've also seen a nice increase in our diversity numbers as well. We're starting to see a lot more kind of women come in and apply for the job roles that are coming in, which is really nice to see an increase happening there. Um, and we're starting to see a lot more of the diversity come in across gender, race. Whatever your preferences are, it doesn't matter. We're starting to see it here. We're starting to be really quite inclusive of it as well. Rebellion's really quite welcoming for all these things. So it's it's a really nice place to be really, really inclusive that way. Um, what else do we do? There's loads that we do. I
5: well, I just wanted to talk, Yeah, I also wanted to kind of show our games off a little bit more. Yeah, so, uh, that, we? Yeah, so we mentioned, Colin mentioned Sniper Elite there at the start. Uh, most recently, we I guess we released Zombie Army. We currently have Sniper Elite in development, and we released Evil Genius quite recently too, and a new expansion for that as well. Um, there's quite a lot of fans out there for Strange Brigade as well. And we have a few VR games we've developed in the past as well, Battlezone and Sniper Elite VR, uh, and some other things we definitely can't talk about.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've all got lots kind of going on at any one time. It's no longer just one game like at a time. We're working on multiple projects all the time. So we're never bored. There's always something to do. There's always somewhere for you to go. Um, we are kind of starting to look at doing education outreach programs, but they're not quite solidified yet. So unfortunately, I can't go into any details, but we are starting to do these things. We are starting to kind of encourage more of it. So basically watch
5: this space for those ones. And we do have a lot of job roles open across the company as well, including in the Mm -hmm. design department where we're recruiting game designers and level designers. And we'll also be looking out for placement students, university students, and internships as well. So please do hop in the Discord and get in touch with our recruitment team. And we have some of our designers in the Discord as well, where you can ask some design questions if you have any. Um, I believe Colin has a video show reel of some of our latest games that we can show as well. Yeah. So this I is it's uh, Sniper, right? Yeah. So this is Sniper Elite 5. This is coming out this year. Um, it's a primarily a stealth World War Two shooter, and Evil Genius 2 here, which is a management, layer building management sim where you you're basically an evil genius and you try yeah. to take over the world. So this was our second iteration of Evil Genius, and this is shots taken from Battlezone and Battlezone VR. Yeah,
4: it took me a while to recognise this one. <laughs> yeah.
5: And Sniper Elite VR as well, quite recently, uh, quite quite recently released. Mm. So you can have quite a lot of fun throwing grenades and taking yeah. a rifle and stealthing around in VR as well.
4: Yeah, and it's good to know that like, we also work across multiple platforms. It's not just PC or just like, the main consoles we are, like VR as well. So it's good to see the variety being shown here.
5: And last but not least, Zombie Army 4.
4: Yep. I think that's our video. And there we have it. Yeah. I think that's our time slot, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Otherwise, we missed the run of running over. So I think that's pretty much us for now.
5: I believe Colin may have some questions for us. perfect great great stuff
0: um yeah so i've one of the questions on the discord was um um was was about um whether jason jason's still involved in the, the live action rpg stuff but that's you know the people can google that stuff what i want to know about is you know you're quite an unusual company because you've got you know, four studios across the UK, you're doing a whole bunch of different games, and it's not just games. So mm-hmm. if if I come and work for Rebellion, I mean, w- 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 what's my life going to look like for a year or two? Am I, uh, you know, is there potential to move around the studios to move between games to get involved in non-game stuff? I mean, the, th- the thought of being involved in Judge Dredd, I mean, who who's not going to get excited about that? Exactly, yeah.
5: <laughs> there is definitely potential for that. Um We've seen quite a lot of Developers move across co- across the company uh, into the potentially the film department and the VFX department. We've had producers move from uh, game to film and TV. We've had uh, VFX uh, artists move from game across as well. And uh, yeah, or, like the audio designers are able to get involved on across the company. And we uh, there's quite a good culture of ev- everyone just being able to get involved. Really, I think that's quite cool about Rebellion. Quite unique mm-hmm. that. It still feels very indie, even though it's quite a big company. There's, it's quite an indie culture there where you can, you can kind of walk up and talk to anyone and go get involved and have a conversation, get involved in playtesting for giving feedback on board games, for example.
0: Great. Okay, so and what, what about moving around the, the different studios? Is, is there much of that happens?
4: I mean, I've seen people move around and I've seen people go from games to movies to like BFX. Um, there is quite a lot of opportunity to do so, to go around. I mean, if the position's there, go apply for it. But, but you're not you're not kind of trapped in that, say, that box where you have to be this one thing for all time. If you want to move on, try different skills, if you want to learn something new, you've definitely got the room and the freedom to do so here.
5: Yeah, no, um, we've, we've seen people move from... Uh, game studio to game studio, across the, across the studios as well, across four studios. Um, if you go into the Discord channel, you could speak with Shacks in the Discord channel. She's moved from the Runcorn Studio down to the Oxford Studio. Um, so you can get some of her experiences firsthand there as well. Um, and as well, moving across roles as well, we've had quite a lot of people move from internal QA into other development roles, and um, we've had people move from uh, into production roles, um, or even sort of retrain as animators or GUI potentially. So there's quite a lot of freedom for movement internally as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Sounds like it. Great
5: stuff. Um, and then
0: just coming back to the, the the general question of advice for people's portfolio or any red flags. And anything jump out that's that's not already been mentioned today.
5: I can jump I in. Can, yeah. So uh, uh, portfolio advice. I think. So I think really, it, it, show something you're able to talk about uh, and show the process rather than just showing the end result. Yeah. I think that's really important. I
4: think showing your passion for the subject as well is going to really, really help. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be invested as well. Really put the effort in to make it everything, you know? So just do something for the sake of it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, I would agree with all of that. Perfect. That's all really solid advice. Um, as you as you say, you've got. Uh, um, I, I know you're both in the Discord, and you've got a bunch of colleagues there as well. And I see the questions flying. So if you're not already in the Discord, jump on and ask Tasha, Jordan, and their colleagues whatever you want to know. Um, uh, about all the, the various opportunities at the different studios, games, g- g- comics, films, whatever <laughs> um, opportunities come along um, as part of um, being involved in Rebellion. Tasha, Jordan, thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you for me. having us. It's been, it's been great. Really- See you on Discord. Mm-hmm. great stuff okay that is all of the companies that we have got for you today so we are going to leave you and get chatting to them all without the distraction of the live stream or on the discord in about quarter of an hour's time you will get an email if you'd signed up to the eventbrite with the um, the recruitment page links for all of the companies that have presented today um, or you can obviously just you know follow the links that they've presented in the in the presentations you can re-watch this entire stream at this exact same link, share it with anyone else that you think would find it useful, etc. Um, note down some of the details and revisit some of the advice, and brilliant advice from all of our speakers today. So thank you so much to Playment, to Creative Assembly, to Rebellion and to MAG Interactive. Really appreciate all the speakers taking time out of their busy day to, to come along and talk to us today. If you've enjoyed this video, please do like and subscribe Helper Numbers on YouTube. Um, and as I mentioned at the top, we've got a bunch of other resources on the Games Jobs Live website. So if you get yourself over to www.gamesjobs.live, you'll find the interactive map. You'll find the region articles. Um, you'll you'll find. Um, a whole bunch of other resources. You'll also find details about our next two events. So we're gonna have a gap for about four weeks. Um, And then on Wednesday the 30th of March, we go up to the Midlands for the next event. So come along to that and you will hear from companies like Codemasters and um, uh, Hardlight and a bunch of other great companies Um, and then two weeks after that on Wednesday the 13th of April we jump further north for the Games Jobs Live North event and we've got Team 17, 1010 Games and another bunch of great companies up there as well. So to register for both of those again get onto the, the Games Jobs Live website. Remember to check out our jam that's coming out and remember to to um, check out the Games Talks live event next week that's up in Scotland but is also online. Okay, I'm gonna leave everyone to follow up um, and keep chatting to the companies. I see lots of questions flying, which is fantastic. Get applying to those jobs. Um if if you're um if a company doesn't know about you, they can't possibly hire you. So get your details in. Um, and just before we go, um, I would like to say another thank you to Plus Accounting for sponsoring today. Um, that video of theirs was was um, very short, so let's let's have another quick look at the Plus Accounting video. stuff thank you again to plus accounting thank you to all our companies and thank you for tuning in to watch and participate it's been great seeing all the chat go on in the discord so i'll leave you to get on with that thank you for joining and we'll hopefully see you at our next events in a couple of weeks time thank you bye